You're listening to Black Hills Women Magazine podcast. Join us as we celebrate women throughout the Black Hills, promote small business, and highlight the beauty and culture of the Black Hills. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with your friends and leave us a review. You're listening to episode two of the Black Hills Women Magazine podcast. Today, we sat down with Melissa Wood, a local artist who just opened Melissa Wood Gallery, a fine art boutique in downtown Rapid City. Her painting of a poinsettia is featured on the cover of the latest issue of Black Hills Women Magazine. Today, Melissa shares what inspires her work and how she lives a life fully present. Melissa is in her good space. She's created a space where she can create beautiful art, share it with the world, and even give entrepreneurs around the globe an opportunity to sell homemade goods in her studio. Enjoy. It is a snowy day in Rapid City today. I know, I'm so excited. And um, I'm here with Melissa Wood. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I'm excited. We just released the holiday issue. Yay! And your photo, your picture, I should say, is on the cover. I'm super excited about that. It's an honor. It is so beautiful. I've received so many comments about people requesting a copy of your print. Um, I've been to your studio. It's amazing. Your artwork is exceptional. Thank you. And I just want people to get the opportunity to know you a little better. Um, and kind of learn about your inspiration for your artwork and what inspired you to open a studio. Yes. So let's dive in. Okay. When did you start doing watercolor? I started watercolor about 15 years ago. Um, I have always been artsy. I've always painted and done art. I took art classes in high school and um, I've always been kind of creative. And so I've had four children and one night I was at a party and I met Richard Du Bois there. And I, he was an art teacher at Black Hill State University and we were visiting and of course drinking a lot of wine. <laughs> and um, I told him that I always wanted to get back into it. At the time I had a three-year-old and um, three other children, but my youngest was three. And so he said, you know, I paint with a group. Maybe you should come, maybe you should come check it out. So he invited me to come to the group and when I went, I could have died because they were like all these amazing, sophisticated women. One was a psychologist. One, her husband was the president of regional hospital. One was a prima ballerina. Um, one was from New Zealand and traveled the world. And so I was like, what on earth am I doing here with all these amazing women? And so I went for three months and I kind of had to force myself because I was so nervous about it. Like... It was so outside my comfort zone, but I decided just keep going. And so I never painted, I just watched everyone. And then we had a retreat at one of the ladies' homes, which was amazing. She flew in a chef. We, I painted with her in her bathroom that had a giant copper bathtub. And I was just like, okay, screw it. I've gotta get painting, I just have to do it. And I still have the first painting that I did there. And I look at it and kind of smile because it's, it has potential, but it wasn't <laughs> the best. You know what I'm saying? So Richard came in and he was, you know, teaching the class. And he was said to me, 
well, what the hell color is that shit brown? <laughs> and I said, well, God, why don't you tell me how you really feel about it? Don't hold back. You know, I come from a family of 11 children, so I'm kind of Teflon made of steel. So it didn't, it didn't upset me at all. Um, it was fun. And so I, from there, I really let loose and decided just to be who I am and not be intimidated and um, find my own way. And it turned out that Richard and I clicked so much that we would get together kind of on the side of class and go in his garage and throw paint. And um, we would put p big pieces of paper on the ground and throw charcoal powder down and other textures just to see what we could get from it. And so like we just clicked somehow. He was kind of like a an amazing mentor, fun uncle kind of guy. So that's how I started. How long did it take before you thought I'm pretty good at this or I know what I'm doing and I'm ready to show people what I'm creating. You know, I never really thought that I was good at it. Um, he, Richard made me enter an art show. He made all the girls enter the art show and I was dying inside because I thought, oh, it feels like you're burying your whole soul. Like, oh gosh. So I put a painting in and I'm just terrified to even go to the show and see it hanging on the wall. And would you believe I won two awards my first time with oh, one wow. painting. So I was excited about that. But um, I don't think artists are really ever 100% sure. I think what happened to me was I just got past the point of caring whether it was great or not. I was doing it for myself and for my own pleasure. And so when I paint and I just let loose, I'm not thinking, will somebody like it? I'm thinking, I like it. I'm having fun. And the paintings kind of tell me what they're going to be. Well, and I think people that have natural talents, natural gifts, mm -hmm. you'll eventually receive compliments from people because people will appreciate this is your zone. This is the space you're supposed to be in. You may not appreciate that it's perfection or amazing, but everyone around you notices the right. gifts that you have. And uh, people are wonderful. They do like my art. So I'm thankful that people do like my art. And I'm always honored when somebody decides to spend their hard-earned money on a painting. Well, like I said, I've been to your studio. You are exceptional. There's no gray area on Thank that. You. How do you find inspiration when you're sitting in your studio about what kind of painting you'd like to create? What things inspire you the most? You know, my mood is what inspires me. I just do what I'm feeling. I try and just tune in and think about what do I feel like painting today? I always have ideas in my head. If I'm driving somewhere and I see a sunset, I'm looking at how the sun is casting a shadow over trees and what exact color is that? And um, I pay attention to colors in the shadows. And I think you just see things different when you're an artist. And you're so I'm always looking at inspiration and it's all around. I mean, even today I was thinking about the snow. It's not white, it's lavender, it's blue, it's got flecks of navy in it, it's sparkly. And so, um, you know, the normal person just goes, oh, snow, white. But really, there's just so much color everywhere when you stop and pay attention. Even in a shadow, the darkest part of the shadow, and then you pay attention to what color is the actual lightest part. And so I start thinking about what colors I would mix maybe to get to that. 
as I'm listening to you talk, all I'm thinking is you must be really present in spaces that you exist in. Because to look at things and observe colors and the depth of colors and things like that, most people just walk on through their day not observing things that are occurring around them. Okay. And so that must make you very present in certain situations to observe the depth of life. I think it must. You know, you switch when you start creating over to the right brain and you're looking at things how they truly are, not how you think they should be. Um, so for shapes and things like that, uh, you're, you're paying attention to all of those things. And it is, I think that's where my release comes from. Like when I'm really stressed out and I can switch over to that part of my brain and, and tap into my heart, I feel kind of like you feel after a workout. I don't feel like you do after a workout. <laughs> I don't get the high, but I get it from art. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's amazing. Yeah. So if you're, if someone contacts you and says, Melissa, I'd really like you to paint me something, you know, a, a snow theme, a winter theme, mm -hmm. a spring thing, a sunset. Mm -hmm. How do you pull from the experiences that you want if you're, you know, painting from feeling right. and give them what they want? Well, actually, those are commissions. That's what they're called. Yeah. And I'm really not wonderful at commissions. And I found that I... I feel inhibited when I'm trying to please someone and to paint what I think they want. And so what I've done in the past has been, somebody will say, oh, I'd love one of your paintings and oh, your buffalo, maybe you'd paint a buffalo. Well, I don't commit to them. I just paint a few buffalo and say, hey, I have a few paintings I want you to look at and see if you like any of them because, um, that pressure gets to me and then all of a sudden I can't paint. I don't feel free and and so that's kind of how I do it. I just can't, I, I'm not a robot, so yeah. I can't do that. Well, that's so, you know, you're obviously so in tune with your creative side that you recognize that about yourself because mm -hmm. I think there's a spot when you're running a business where you do things to make money mm -hmm. and then you're losing sight of the drive or the purpose and why you went into business, which is to create and right. draw on those human experiences. So I think that's really impressive of you that you recognize, hey, I'm, I'm in my best space artistically mm -hmm. when I have freedom to make what feels good and I hope you like it too. And I right. think people will naturally be drawn to it because it's who you are. I hope so. Yeah. I, I think that, yeah, I just, I've tried to do commissions and I just spin my wheels, so I, I just don't do them anymore. But if you said to me, Melissa, I love lake scenes and I love like how Pactola Lake looks, I, I would paint something. But when you come to me and say, I want you to paint this and I like these colors and I want this in it too, <laughs> then you lost me. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> right. But there are, there are painters that I could get you in touch with that would do that. Yeah. But it's just, I'm not your girl. Yeah, I think that's great. Know yeah. thyself. Yeah. What opportunities do you take or do you take opportunities to teach others? You know, I um, I do teach others. Like my daughter, I've, I've, I've taught her a lot, my youngest daughter. And I do um, volunteer at the children's home. And we teach some watercolor classes out there. Um, and we actually, the, the Dick's Chicks, the girls that I started painting with, we all donate money to give them a professional grade art kit so that maybe we'll plant the seed with some of those kids. And so we do that. And this year we're going to be teaching 
at Stevens, the advanced art kids were going to do a little class there for them. And so, um, and I also paint with a group regularly. I've got a couple of gals that come down we, a few times a week to my studio and we let loose and we all paint and we drink a little wine. And the most valuable thing that we get from that is critiquing. So somebody will, I'll say, okay, I can't get this figured out. What's wrong with this eye? And then they give me feedback. And sometimes I'm like, oh, you're so right. I looked at it for so long, I couldn't see it. And so all of us girls feed off of each other and, and help each other and critique each other for our best painting. So that's fun. So what have you learned from being first a student and learning from an expert and now kind of shifting into the space where you have the abilities to teach others? Um, I think that anyone can be an artist if they want to put the time in. And so I don't over teach when I, I might say this might be what I would do. I would love to see more red in that, or I might like to see um, a little more definition in the shoulder of the buffalo or something like that. But I think that art is so subjective that you can guide people, but you know, you could teach them your exact style if you wanted, but I don't want to teach someone my style. I think they should have their own and they, everyone does. And so I think it's just giving people the confidence to find their style and yeah. Yeah. What, if you have one, has been the, your favorite painting you've done? Um, hmm. Well, I love that memory lane piece that yeah. you've got right now with the, the couple walking down the path. That was one Beautiful. kind of from a few years back. And I, I like that one. I love my style is juicy and loose and I don't want my paintings to look like a photograph. Um, I, I love the suggestion and that people can interpret it any way they want. Um, so I like that one a lot. Um, What's another one that I really like? Oh, I have some really cute little, like my little Mongolian boy, the sweet innocence of little kids and their skin is so fresh and yeah. I love that too. What inspired you to open your space downtown? You know, it was just like all the signs were there. It was like listening to the signs. I think it was fate kind of. so. I've been painting downtown for probably four years. And um, I also work with the Northern Plains. And so this space in the front of the building came up, it was bigger. And we thought, well, that'd be fun to paint there and have meetings for the Northern Plains and we can do workshops there, which we have. And then um, it just kind of, my husband kept saying, why don't you open your gallery? People do ask me a lot, where can I buy your art? Uh, and I would always say, oh, you know, call me if you want something. And I do sell my paintings. Most of my originals sell quickly, which is a blessing. But um, I thought, you know, I have this space and I don't have a job. I mean, I'm retired. My daughter is leaving for college. And wouldn't it be fun to play gallery? And so my husband kept encouraging me. So I, I just decided to give it a shot. So how often do you spend time down at your studio? You know, I spend time down there probably like four hours a day, three to four hours. Um, and it depends on what's going on in my life at the time when I have something busy going on in my personal life, then I'm not there. 
Um, but that's where I go and create. I take my puppies with me and I go down there and, and paint. So um, fairly regular. And if, if I'm not there and you want to see something, all you have to do is email me and I'll be, I'll, I'm available. So yeah. it's working good. And I love that I'm not married to it. Yeah. Like, cause I don't want to hate it. Yeah. I want it to still be fun. If it makes money, great. If it doesn't, I'm not out anything. Yeah. You know, so. I just think you're in this beautiful space because, you know, sometimes people think being a business owner is easy and cash rolls in the door like it's no problem and you may have a passion for something and turn it into a business and then realize you hate the business side of it mm -hmm. that you're doing the things that you didn't plan on doing because you're worried about bookkeeping taxes cleaning toilets those sorts of things right and so you're keeping the special special by yes. doing what you enjoy right. and also offering it to the world that people can see your work appreciate your work purchase your work yeah i think you're just in this really beautiful zone i feel like it's beautiful yeah. i really do i i'm you know, I'm not a great business person. Everyone's asking me about a website. I do not have one. I'm doing good to have the gallery and I'm working on it. My husband is really wanting me to get a website going and it's like, okay, after Christmas, maybe I'll tackle that. Yeah. I just don't want to be overwhelmed. I want to love it. So I'm meeting friends today to paint for a few hours and I'm thinking, oh, it's snowy out. Maybe I'll paint something really juicy and cold. I love it. Today, yeah. Um, I was reading your article the other day again, of course. It's always exciting to me when I get to see the printed printed product of the yeah. magazine. And um, I read to my husband your quote about, um, you know, what were witches but strong, powerful women. And I thought that was the, the most wonderful quote in the whole article and what you said. And I love that in your studio you're bringing in products from all over the world, from women... Uh, would you tell us a little bit about the products that you also carry in your I would, shop? I would love to. So I, um, I gravitate to strong, powerful women. Some women are threatened by strong, powerful women. Some women that just, that's not their jam. But I love confident women. And so I'm kind of surrounded by confident, powerful women. And I love it. And so um, I have wine bottle lanterns that are made from local artists here. Um, Gwen Ray is one artist um, that I've been painting with for 15 years. And, um, you know, they're just these beautiful creations from her heart. And they're not, they're one of a kind, absolutely unique, wonderful. Um, they would be great gifts. I've got um, some really cool, huge earrings from a lady in Africa. They're really long, kind of bone and brass. They're all unique because each bone is different. And she makes these earrings, this woman from Kenya, and all the money is going, you know, that she's selling is going right to her. There's no middleman. It's not a sweatshop. And um, so when I order, she emails me back, thank you so much. And I'm so happy to have the order. And I think, oh, that's great that people in Rapid City can buy something that's helping this woman. And the... Um, the soap from Massachusetts really plays on the witch theme because obviously it's Massachusetts. And so she has got like the Huntsman soap and the happy witch and all these <laughs> things. And I love it because um, whenever I would watch all the films about them hanging witches, really they were all afraid of her, her power, her, her, her intelligence, her beauty, whatever it was. She, maybe she, she was probably the old time, what we would call now the triple threat right? Yeah. And so um, I love triple threats. I think they're the best kind of girls to hang out with. And boy, are they fun. Yeah. 
because they're not worried about what other people think. They don't want to be catty and trivial and dramatic. So I love it. So Well, I think you're definitely a triple threat. Oh. And you're <laughs> inspiring women in uh, just the local community alone by what you're doing, which is so impressive. And the fact that you're helping people in different countries to have a business is also inspiring. It's so fun. Yeah, yeah it makes me feel good. That's amazing. Yeah. What um, lessons have you taught? How many daughters do you have? I have three daughters. Three daughters. And what is the impo most important lesson you've learned from art mm. that you want to give to your daughters? I think that you can't force everything to be what you think it should be in your mind. Sometimes you have to appreciate the beauty of what is. And that's what I think when I do a painting is I don't have a specific thought in my mind of exactly the end result, which a lot of artists do. They know they've planned it out. They've drawn the, the painting five times. They've practiced it several times. I don't roll that way. I just start painting and with good intention and I'm, I let it be what it is and appreciate the beauty of what came from that. And I think if they can do that in their life, they're going to be successful. Absolutely. Happy. Happy is the biggest one. Success is two. Yeah. Happy is first. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, can you tell us where your studio is located so all the listeners can stop by at some point to see all your amazing work? Yes. I'm at 914 Main, which is kind of between the essence of coffee, coffee shop, and Red Wing Shoe. I'm next to Marcy Van Bach of Van Bach Clothes. So you can so. stop on oh, all those her places. and I have a good time, yeah. <laughs> yeah so. And then hopefully we'll see a website in your future so we can yes. scroll through all How your about artwork. in 2023? Let's make that a goal. <laughs> I think that's great. <laughs> okay. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Of course.